Good morning. This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. So just, just get it going here. It's a bit after four in the morning. Ooh, there's even more frost today. the dr dreaded ice is just around the corner. So we'll have a combination of rain and this freezing. But this is nothing like back east. Vancouver is warm in comparison to Eastern Canada, uh, even even Central Canada, <laughs> most of Canada. So it's sort of a a balance, a payoff. You know, if you if you come to Vancouver, you have to put up with the rain, and then in the rest of Canada, it's you have to put up with cold winters. Okay. I'm I'm not sure if I've I think I've talked in bits and pieces about the image and I'll be using a number of phrases connected with it such as lens um, but also tying in words like point of view, phrases like point of view, and, and ex exploring that, exploring the image, and where I'm going, or where, at least where I'm starting, is starting heading towards Almost, almost like, say, the, f the single frame that you have in film, film or video. The, the composition of that in, in literature and art. And just considering this still frame and the contents of it. Why? When I'm editing, I'll have these moments where I'll be sitting there reading and imagining this moment that's happening in the scene and seeking how to best convey that. Very much like the entirety of a, of a novel that, say, when you get to the end of the novel, writing, first draft, you have a much better idea of what it's about. And... Unless you have are really, you know, really skilled at outlining, you've planned everything meticulously, and then you've kept to that plan. You haven't deviated. And two, even if you do that, you get to the end, and you and you find that you sort of new perspective. Right, you get to the end and maybe you see something deeper. Which 
just today, I was sitting there with some tea and working on a scene that it was it was coming out of nowhere, and the the dialogue was happening, and and yet my internal editor was going. I think I think that this scene is kind of like a stepping stone, and I suspect that it's almost like a placeholder, or that there will have to be adjustments made to that particular scene and that I'm going to use the structure of the scene but change it and you know so I I know as I'm leaving that scene that it's most likely going to be reworked Another clear night, the stars are out. So, the image. Why consider the image? We've been, we've been using imagery for such a long time. I'm just thinking of Marshall McLuhan's the, the message is the medium and that it's about communication, it's about connection. We create the image, and the, the, the very basic intention is is that we we project it. You know, we transmit this image. And and it is possible to just do that thing and not consider the image and specifically for for literature it's it's the imagined image so i'm translating a bit from from visual the visual medium to to the script a kind of adaptation. It's I mean it's already there, but I'm I'm just seeking to approach the image. And it is it's difficult because it is a it is a visual medium in the imagined sense. So, you know, the, the text, these symbols, which are the actual image, <laughs> startled by a mouse. Odd timing, though. This mouse was out on the boulevard. So it's like, what is this mouse doing outside the house in this freezing cold morning? So there's got to be something. And two, all of the mice I've seen, they're out on the boulevard and they're looking for something in the boulevard. Or perhaps it's some kind of mating ritual or something. Some kind of mouse culture that you know it's a, it's a festival that i'm interrupting or something
Sorry, mice. Uh, out of the image. Um, I I could just I I could use the the moment where there's this mouse that's moving across my path uh, as as an image that say. I don't I don't have any expectation of something but this this thing is moving and I'm startled because I have no expectation of this this small creature um it's it's not it's not tame uh it's it's at night. There's some light, but and two, I have nothing to be afraid of because it's this is tiny, and yet this sudden movement and there was just something about it. It's, it's just what is it? You know this. I'm sure too. If it had stayed perfectly still, I would have just walked by it and not not noticed it. But so, just jump back a bit. the The text, the letters. The writing, that is the, that is the actual visual part of it, you know, but interpreting the symbols on the page, that's the imagined part of it. And so it is, it is possible, you know, it, it, it happens that we create these images and if we can do it well enough we get lauded and people give us money and and so conveying that image that that craft there's a number of things that aid in communicating an image. Some of the rules are simple, like um, brevity, clarity. Those those are obvious. But the but the question is is also there of you know how much brevity. You know, how much cutting is too much cutting, how much clarity is too much clarity. So there's a, there's a kind of balance going on there, this happy medium. And I think I said yesterday that it was, it had to do with Said, <laughs> said something yesterday about about it. Describing something. Why? Because yesterday was fresh writing. Or last episode was fresh writing. The, the image has, has got a lot going on inside of it. There's, there's color, there's shadow, um, 
can use other words, another tonal, what is the tone, uh, in the sense of music, and the, how bright it is, uh, or not bright, but, uh, uh, almost like optimistic, pessimistic, um, the, the tone. I'm imagining this scene talking, I'm just imagining this scene of sort of, sort of similar to where I am now at night with, with some light, but that it's a train yard and then there's a there's sort of like the silhouette of a person and so we have the the setting and there's the opportunity of uh, focal point which is something I picked up from interior decorating. What's the focal point? Uh, where, where are the, where is the attention drawn? Probably the figure. The rest of the scene is going to be static, but the association is probably going to be, for the reader, it's, ah, this is a person. And I think I think that's because the reader is seeing themselves in the picture. Again, it's it's a reflection that they're wanting to see themselves, to to find themselves in the story, to relate to the to the, the picture. And you know the the great escape that is literature. The the best is offering this hand and saying, you know, let's let's go, let's let's get into this picture and let's let's imagine this. There's that moment when you're watching a, a movie or film. And then somebody, you know, the, the character that we're supposed to be associating with jumps, you know, or is running. And then you find yourself spasm as if, as if you know, it's you. The association is so strong. Or there's what's called the fourth wall. And the sus suspension of belief. Right, that for a moment you suspend belief, much like, say, a magic trick. Or even Santa Claus. I know that Santa Claus doesn't exist, but I enjoy. I enjoy the, the whole ritual of it. I, I enjoy the, you know, what, it, what it means. And that say, it's possible to imagine. So the, so the magic trick, we know that the, the story isn't real. But just for that brief moment, and some people don't enjoy it. You know, they don't want to be transported or have that, you know, television set computer monitor in their head you know suddenly they don't want to have particular thoughts uh, particular forms of literature they don't want to engage in it 
in the end, I would argue, believe in it for that brief, brief moment. Uh, there's a there's a fun element to it. There's a sort of shocking element to it. Uh, excitement, thrills. lesson, great morality or emotion. And, and it all has to do with the construction of the image. Um, de- defining the frame, defining the borders, Cropping. When you're editing, there's an opportunity to crop the image. Maybe there's too much going on on the outside, and we've got to focus on what's important. I see a lot of images that are just too busy. Usually they're photographs of, say, you know, a city. And they just have to sort of narrow a bit. That said, sometimes, sometimes if there's enough contrast in in the image, that that uh, that can be helpful. Or say say you know different shapes like you know a skyline that has this contrast between the the sky and the ground. And, and, and part of part of what I'm saying is, you know, <laughs> it's kind of pointless. Um, but the other side of it is actually actually considering it and considering the reader's perception. You know h- how they're going to imagine this and what you're what you're providing. As a, as a writer, so I'm I'm, consi- I'm considering uh, my was it the 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 image that I'm creating now. Of course, my mind just goes right to brand image. Which is which is part of it. It's it, it is worth checking out. What is it? The difference between I think it's brand identity and brand. I think it's brand image. And one of them is how the company sees itself versus how the consumer sees the company. And, and it is something to consider. Why? Being conscious of what we're doing rather than just going through kind of stumbling along and not knowing exactly what we're, we're doing. And I'm guilty of that, especially in a first draft. I will allow it. And there's something really uh, fantastic about that. But then, going through in the editing, there's so much to consider. You know, going through draft after draft, and having these moments of perspective where you see, yeah, you you don't see, you imagine the image again and again and again during editing. And each time there's a gaining of clarity. For example, in my book I had 
this scene with these stone horses. I think there were four stone 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 horses, and every time I went through, it was just these sort of subtle adjustments, adding a bit of color. Sometimes adding too much, then pulling back. I ended up with names for the horses, and it's it's not necessary to name everything, but I I'm, I'm just including that as sort of part of the process of editing and drafting. to study the images to watch uh, documentaries about uh, famous paintings and they will often get into why like say why it was done the way it was done and that they are a response to earlier painting Um, sometimes it's an homage it's honoring a famous painter or that it's overturning and we go through these waves of almost revolution in art literature painting, poetry of of the image is um, the gaze the the male gaze is common and a lot of art has been done um, from from the perception um, for the male eye But it also gets uh, it's it's not a straight up uh, straight up situation that what is it it's about power and it's about it's about power it's it's about culture um, it's about identity. And it's tough because when you start unpacking the image, like you say, you take one frame of this imagined picture and you start opening it up. There's a lot going on there by as much as what is not shown or said. words that are chosen. You can tell a lot about the person who created the image. You can tell a lot about um, the culture that they're in that has allowed them to create this image. So a lot is encoded in the image.
but it's it's also uh, tough. A couple weeks ago, uh, I saw this post. Uh, I, I think I mentioned it before that the it was a post, and it was it was talking about describing something as blue. That say you know in this novel something is blue, and then uh, you know an English professor, literature professor, analyzes it, unpacks that moment, and the response from the writer is, no, it's just blue. And and I think I've already said that it's it's unfortunate because I think I, th- I think it's that there there is a place for that. There is a place for say somebody who makes something and doesn't re- doesn't realize what they've made. And I've I've been there. Uh, I also doubt that I, I have complete control over my, over over the perception of the uh, of the image. I know a bit. I know more than I did. But there's still a lot of, um, you know, when I'm reading, I'll have almost like blank spots, or was it uh, blind spots, and you could argue back and say, oh, well, Moss, there's nothing there, you know, it's, it's all in your imagination. Any, any depth is purely accidental. And yet, I'll, I'll have moments when I'm reading where I can see the... Sometimes it's just the potential, or I will see the... I will see the cut marks, the editing that has, has happened, the trimming. And... And you know that that too, that could be imagined, but I guess it's night and day. It's it's and too it's a bit of um, craft and. I'm not there yet. I'm I'm better I'm better at say creating an image, but I'm not or the image, but I'm not not there yet, hundred percent. The other part of it too is that you know doing many drafts, um Changing it, changing it, changing it. That's that's the way to improve it. But it's taken me a while to get to this point now, where I, where I can actually see that, you know, that the writing improves. You know, after 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 it gets edited. And it's not an immediate thing. And two, I lose my patience with... I have, I've lost my patience with it. So the big, 
the big question is what's what's the purpose of the image in the scene and that the visual description has as as much potential as anything else to invoke mood to to contrast I just saw this lighting that was done uh, I saw it in a couple movies and then I just most recently saw it in an episode of Doctor Who latest episode and it was blue backlighting and then red lighting on the actors in the scene. And it was it was it was really impressive, but also really there was something about it that was really jarring, disturbing. And say, I, I'll sit there for a moment and consider, oh, you know, how would you invoke that in, in writing? Because it was highly unusual lighting. And old school as well. You know, it's not CGI, right? That, you know, this was theatrical. And what's the word for that? There's a word for visual that is evoking uh, emotion, like inner inner states. It was in the black and white movies, like the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Expressionist, I think? I think it's expressionist. And you just have to look at the image and you got a sense of the emotion, of the mood that it was conveying. And it was, it was done with a lot of um, lighting, these expressionist black and white films. So it was lighting, it was the set, uh, set design, really almost surreal uh, sets. Very, uh, very theatrical cardboard exaggerated and there's this sort of weird dreamlike quality that goes along with that. There's a lot of power in the image. You're looking at multi-million dollar, billion dollar businesses. Corporations. uh, Advertisements. And, in a sense, we, we live inside of the image, and the image is shaped, um, our perception is shaped and spun and manipulated. And you know, that's where we are. You know, that's part of that's part of our, our culture. Part of our culture, part of our traditions. There's so much packed into it. And to call it the image is very broad. 
and thinking about it and saying, oh, well, you can manipulate it. But, but there are restraints, right? We restrain ourselves. Uh, we tell the story that we feel that it is important to tell. And so there's you know, restraints and conditions and obligations and It's a, it's a kind of a horrible thought, I think. Or at least I find it a horrible sort of pos- position to be in, to be considering considering the image, considering the responsibility of it. Um, there's duty, which is, you know, this, this terrible... Uh, terrible word. Uh, you know, why why are you creating the image that you're creating? Um, to to whose to whose end or to whose ben- Who does it benefit? On this tw- starry twilight walk, and talk about image it's just thinking about these pop stars pop music and it hasn't gone away they haven't gone away people still like their top 10 you know there's a huge money machine still, even though it seemed like the music industry was going to fall apart, it's adapted, and it's, it's all about image and Im- imagery, and <clears throat> and really cliche stuff like yesterday I was talking about being fresh <clears throat> but a lot of it is, is you know regurgitated uh, why? because it works because we're human and we want to hear certain things uh, we're in a particular culture and we want to hear you know the story of our generation. Speak my language. So approaching approaching the image with consideration offers a depth of potential. when you're bringing in fresh writing to the image when you're considering you know specifically what especially during editing you know what it is that you're creating what is this work of art and you could argue that that's what separates you know, something that has been made without intention and something that has been, you know, created. The color blue is just the color blue and it's has nothing to do with the blues or blueberry muffins or bluebirds. I remember looking up one time, I looked up the etymology for blue, and then all of a sudden, I'm going back maybe a a hundred thousand years or something to uh, 
Proto-Indo-European, you know, and considering, you know, yeah, what does blue mean? Blueness. The mutation that is blue eyes. The blue of the sky. I think, was it just flipping this around, that I think that there's also the the danger of, say, I don't know about you, but I've aligned myself, you know, being unthinking and found myself in situations that are sketchy. And also been um, pigeonholed like oh you know you look this way you dress in these clothes and your hair is this way and so therefore you are that thing and so image has image has power and people are motivated by image you know, almost like a an ideology of image that defines us. It you know divides us, defines us. And uh, image has the power to bring people together and to divide them. And in that, it, what is that? There's that Spider-Man movie saying, with great power, dot, dot, dot. Which, you know, has become cliche, but perhaps it can be said, made fresh. I think I think the the best the best thing to do is to be uh, conscious conscious of image conscious of the power of image um, be on the lookout for the the defining of image like having people people being told what what something is via image. And again, that's very, um, that's very vague. It's like, well, Moss, what is image? It's a picture. It, that's what it is. It's a picture. Paint a picture for me. What's the big picture? And I feel like I've gotten quite off track, but... I think that's where we're supposed to be. I'm still looping my streets, though. So there's that. So thanks for this opportunity to chat about that you know, setting, character, description, and to consider uh, what is what is being given to the reader, and what is being given to the reader, what the reader, how the reader interprets, imagines these images, and even emotions. I have my agenda, you have your agenda, 
you know, we have things that are important to us that we want to communicate and it will go either way there's always a niche there's always an audience out there but I think that's pretty much it. We're definitely almost there. So any last words about... Oof. I can tell you that Venus is quite magical. It's doing this... It's like twinkling like um, reds and blues and wow <laughs> it's probably an airplane or something but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that it's it's Venus got this picture of a, a woman, this goddess, Greek goddess, emerging from the ocean, having to do something with the seashell. Alright, take care, keep up the imagination.